We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome, friends, enemies, people that want to complain to Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. This edition, we're going to be talking about a... Another home loss, this time to the Sacramento Kings, 121 to 107. Uh, already have a lot of people that would like to talk, and it's really indicative probably of the frustration of this game. For what was the seventh straight game, the Mavericks got the ass whipped in the first quarter. Uh, and when they don't win the first quarter, they tend to lose most of their games. They're 19 and 0 when they win the first. And then they're whatever the record is otherwise. Um, pretty bad. Something like uh, 11 and what are all their losses? Yeah, 11 and 20, 26 now. Um, I, my hot, hot take is that the offense has gone to crap since we went to uh, make KP feel good special. But I don't really have anything to, um, to back that up. There's just kind of a feeling that goes on. You know, KP scored nine points in the first quarter and then nothing the rest of the way. Uh, but he was, you know, the the defense was really the problem. And, you know, I, I said on Twitter that the Mavericks defense numbers will look good in spurts, but they are not a good defense. And I, I don't like being an asshole about that stuff. Uh, because there's really, you know, being an ass has, has a margin of, of returns on this thing. And, you know, so when you see like the Mavs team talking about how good they are on defense, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with that because I have eyes. Uh, there was the 538 article on Wednesday or so, which my friend Jared Dubin put out, where he talked about how teams are just not afraid of Porzingis in the paint. And that really goes to tonight was a really good example of that. Not specifically on Porzingis, because he was being asked to, to clean up a lot of mess. 
Um, the blow buys by the Kings were just, you know, uh, uh, all over the place. Like Dorian Finney-Smith had, had one of the best offensive games he's ever going to have. And Darren Fox just blew by him with a single dribble move. I, their continued insistence that he's a stopper is, is just, it's not fair to him. He's not that guy. I don't understand it. Um, and so when you really, you know, you look at these sorts of things and, and the chat's talking about the three point shootings. Once again, the Mavericks shot the ball poorly from three and the team against them shot the ball. Well, and that really is kind of the simplest line of demarcation. Um, but it, it's more than that. It's more than that. This, the, the team that the Mavericks are right now is not playing well together and there's not an easy way out of it there's some thought that playing a team like this it could have been a get right game but if you can't stop anyone how are you supposed to get right um it's just it's it's really it's really frustrating i i don't know what what they're supposed to do with this you know i i have people telling me through the first three quarters oh it's lucas fault luca really was a mess at times he's a mess but when other guy like when the offense goes to nothing, he is sort of left to be the guy to make shots. I, I, I do wish they would have involved KP more in the fourth quarter, but KP had done nothing to that point to, to really deserve being um, in there. There was just a lot of, of, of frustrating elements to this game, and the Mavericks, you know, they, they fell. Um, I want to keep this kind of brief, guys. So I'm going to bring some folks on. Keep your comments as, as quick as possible, if you don't mind, because – Frankly, much like the Mavericks, I would like to do something else tonight. <laughs> so, uh, as always, I appreciate you coming up. So let's let's fire through these things. All right, I'm going to go in order, and I have like 14 requests. So, Christian, come on up. How are you doing, Christian? Uh, frustrated, like I'm yeah. sure we all are. But um, you know, I'll I'll do my best to keep it quick. But I think just referring back feels like I'm saying the same shit over and over. You are. It's very <laughs> frustrating. Um, <laughs> it's okay. You know. The effort, like, I, it's frustrating that shots don't go down. And my one criticism of that would be, like, at the end of the day, make adjustments. Get into the, you know, start driving with more frequency. Try to, you know, call more plays so it's not just kind of freelancing because it always ends up in a three. Um, and, you know, some nights shots don't fall, and it's been happening a lot lately. But at least me personally, I can live with that because there's sometimes shots don't fall. Well, they got to do something different in the first quarter, man. Like, like this Josh Richardson experiment is a failed experiment. Full stop. There is nothing to prove otherwise. We have everything since the All-Star break. He might have had three good games. He is just and, – and it's not on him alone, but if he's going to be a non-contributing zero in 27 minutes, can't, they, they should try something else. It's just like when the offense goes to him, like I've been, I'm going to kick the crap out of KP on this pod because I thought he was terrible. But there are all these pick and rolls with him and Richardson, and Richardson just doesn't know how to pass him the ball. He takes that awful like 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 flying kick, you know, elbow jumper that doesn't go in, and KP's open on rolls, open on dives, and that you know like Luca gets grief for not passing him the ball. Like, could we get other Mavericks to pass him the ball? These guys suck at entry stuff. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, I mean, I completely agree. I, there there has to be some willingness to do something different. Like, we keep doing the same shit every single game, mm-hmm. and we keep getting the same result. And at some point, you have to say, look, this is not working. We need to change it. But I think my biggest frustration, and I know I've said it before, and that's why I even said something that seems ridiculous on its face, that I wish we had a hard schedule to close out the year, 
because this is exactly what happened. Look what happened at the end of the third quarter when we finally started playing with effort and energy. Now, there were some things that ended up going right, you know, obviously uh, the ball going in the bucket. But just the energy and the effort was completely different. And I tweeted out, uh, you know, bench, get the bench players in, you know, bench all the the, the starting five at the time that was playing because they're playing with Try no something, effort. right. They were down by 21. It, and you, <laughs> like, it, it just, and, you know, I, I think Luca can be frustrated on offense, all that. I, I get it. You know, he's the star and. Sure. You know, all that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, like, it, it was just everybody frustrating me besides Dory in this game. You know, he's being asked to guard Fox and literally any quick guard. Yeah, or yeah any Fox is incredible. Yeah, and Fox is, like, probably the most explosive guy in the league right now. I mean, he his first step is just amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, we have to try something different. But I think the biggest thing – and I hope Rick at some point will do it is just almost explode on him and be like, look, if you guys don't want to play with any kind of effort, like I'm going to sit you and give it, give these the minutes to someone who will go out there and regardless if they're, you know, a great shot maker, whatever it is, guys that will actually play with effort. And, you know, it, it, it's frustrating. And that's exactly why I said I'm more concerned and I said this a few games ago, I'm more concerned with holding the seventh seed sure. than I am with getting to the six. Cause I think that's a pipe dream at this point, but I appreciate you bringing me up and kind of uh, airing the grievances. So I appreciate you. Sure thing, buddy. All right. Coming up next, going to have Andy, Andy, what's going on? Andy there. All right, Andy, we'll try to bring you up later. Uh, coming up next, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler, what's going on? Well, that's it. It's a great way to start the week again, right? Um, you know, the fact that Dorian got demolished by Fox isn't an indictment of Dorian. No, well, sort it's of. More of an, sort of. Well, it's more of an indictment on the front office, the coaching staff, and Josh Richardson being absolutely terrible at basketball to where he can't even do the one thing he was brought here to do. There was a killer there was a killer elbow jumper by Fox at the end where Fox shook Dorian so hard that Dorian ended up on the block. And I'm just like, if this is your stopper, then that's not his deal. <laughs> yeah, he shook him pretty hard. That that was rough. But like I mean, Dorian's trying his best, but like at some point, like it's on somebody above him that the fact that he actually has to go and try to do that. He had a killer offensive game too, so it's just it's really something. I don't know, man. I, it's just this is this is kind of just going to be how it is. It's going to be how it is. They're going to continually let us down. You know, there there there's a lot of calls to to fire Rick Carlisle. I got like thirty people sending that. I'm like, this is it's not on. Like Carlisle plays a part, but if the players are not great, you know, I, I saw Carlisle win a game against the Thunder with. Uh, what was that? It was it was Dirk and uh, my man Raymond Felton who was built like a donut. Like I, the, I, I'm the just, Justin I'm not, Anderson years. <laughs> yeah, when Justin Anderson, who uh, is apparently better than than Justin Jackson, like I'm just not interested in that as a concept because Carlisle can can win you games. He can't make these guys play hard, but that's where he does need to switch something up. Um, I, I don't know. 
I think we talked about this last time too. I think it's time for a new starting line. Do something. If Richardson's if Richardson's going to be a net a net nothing on defense and straight up god awful on offense, like at least put Hardaway in. He's at least going to shoot. That's right. That's right. All right, Tyler. You got anything else? I appreciate you coming up. Nope, that is all. All right, man. All right, coming up next, friend of the program, Grant. How you doing, Grant? What's up, buddy? Well, you know. Um, so my theory is that this is your fault for for uh, all this. It's a great theory. Talking. You've been talking too much shit about Dorian. No, but Dorian played a good offensive game. Yeah, I know. And he's been playing well, so he had to. He had to. He had to get you. I mean, a little bit. It's, this is your fault. I, I mean, I'm happy to yeah. see him hit open corner threes. I mean, the man, like, I get knocked for this when I'm like, hey, hitting the shot that you're paid to hit, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad for him. I don't like him dribbling that that when, when DeLon Wright stole that one from him at the elbow, it was just, like, preordained. Because it, unless it's a straight line, no Maverick outside of Luka can drive. I mean, if this, if this trend continues, then uh... – all that cap space looks pretty nice. Yeah, well, cap space yes. is the Mavs' most consistent player over the years, so we got yeah. that going for us. We got we got cap space and poison pill all off season. <laughs> We're ready to throw them. If if we have to salary dump KP to get John Collins and Lonzo Ball some some max contracts that the other teams can't refuse, then I don't know. Now, I mean, at this point, like the the easier salary figuring out thing is going to have to be getting Josh Richardson off the team because he's. He's horrendous. Someone's I, I, just, I don't know what to do. Someone will pay him, bro. There are plenty of there are plenty of bad teams that'll that'll pay Josh Richardson. All right, all right. Well, what else you got, Grant? Um, that's all. Just uh, just want to know who's going to win the NASCAR race next week. You're you're the worst. I appreciate you, Grant. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, see you. All right, coming up next, Travante. What's happening? What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, uh, I need another drink, and uh, I don't think I can make that in a podcast. Same, same. But, yeah, that Josh Richardson for Seth Curry. Man, what a trade. I mean, I, it just feels like getting beat up in middle school. Like something just happened out of nowhere, and I don't know how to explain it after this. Long- yeah, and I'm like, man, let's go ahead and change this lineup. I'm thinking maybe taking him out, starting Brunson or Tim Hardaway, because this just got awful. Well, I can't look at it anymore. If he's not going to play in the fourth, then why is he starting the game? Like, you I assume just, you kind of start with some of your best guys, you finish with some of your best guys. He doesn't play at the end of games anymore. Because- exactly. Exactly. Then with Porzingis, man, you feel the same way about him. Three for 14 tonight, one for seven on threes, another god-awful game. Had like three or four touches in the second half. I'm like, bro, this is a max player we playing. I'm like, yeah, I'm sick of this dude too, man. I have to be very specific in my criticism, though, because when, like, dudes aren't feeding him the rock, I have a hard time getting mad at his touches. Like, when that dude posts up, you know he's going to get stripped, and it happened a couple of times. But uh, the the flip side is, like, unless he's engaged, his feelings get hurt. There were some instances in the forward, like, he is getting hung out to dry on defense. They're expecting too much from him. But he could also be tall. Like, there were some instances where dudes just went around him. And it's just like, you have to be – he works himself into the game on energy plays. And I – he's such a good player when he's engaged. Yeah. (laughs) We need that every game. But it's a terrible shoot night. Three for 14. I'm like, man. And it's the Kings. Like, Mavericks, what are we doing? This is the Sacramento Kings. Y'all trying to drop to the AC? 
Like, y'all and I don't think Rashawn Holmes. I don't think man of the hour, every fan that Mavs want. Like, Rashawn Holmes didn't play, did he? Like, Holmes would have kicked their ass. He didn't play. And Hassan Weiss, I had, a, I think, a, probably a solid game the minutes he played tonight. Yeah, I'm he like, did. Man. But, yeah, that's oh, all wow. I got, Kirk. Yeah, it's just, Pretty, just bad right now, man. It is. Well, thank you for coming up, my man. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, we have Jim Andrews. What's happening, Jim? Hey, Kirk. How's it going? Uh, you know, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, I know it's shitty. I, I know it's shitty. Okay, look. So, pacing, I, I feel like you'd agree with this. Uh, since we're, like, fifth lowest in the league with pacing, um, it's pretty slow because we play a half-court offense. Yep. But I feel like um, if KP and Luka aren't going, and, like, obviously you could see it in the first half, that translates to defensive effort. And you could see that Harrison Barnes is just like rolling off of screens at half speed. He's just like five for five, like starting off from three. It just looked like it was so easy defensively. And yep. I, I just don't know how the Mavs can fix this. Like, I, just even with the starters, like, if Luca and KP are like obviously tired because they've been playing so many games in a row, and I'm not trying to make an excuse for them, like, how do you fix? How do you fix this issue of effort in the first quarter and pacing? I really don't have a good answer because I think the Mavericks need to play at a higher pace because when Luca's like going down downhill, defenses freak out. But then he also gets pink faced and looks tired, so it, it like really right. cuts both ways. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there if this is a, a this season issue. Um, I, I, my my super double secret take is part of the reason why Carlisle loved him as a rookie is because he plays slow, and that's the shit that Carlisle loves. That's it, him and Jason Kidd butt head, heads about that. It was the thing him and Rondo used to butt heads about, even though Rondo played at the slower pace too. Right. But it's just it's it's one of those things where it's like when 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 Luca gets going downhill, Luca is terrifying. Of course, like, get, yeah, you wouldn't be the number one efficient offense in NBA history last season if you weren't able to uh, have a half-court Luka who just dominates on either the paint or make you fear him from three, even though he shot 31%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness, what a game. You got Trash. anything else for us? No, no, I'm good. I just needed to rant. I feel that. That's why we do these, my man. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming up. Yep, thank you. Do we have any ladies that would like to come rant? This has been just a dudes-only chat for like six months, and it's really disappointing. Not six months, but you guys know what I mean. All right, coming up next, we got Alex. Alex, what's up? Yeah, I'm, I'm just pissed because I have to stay up until 4 a.m. for this. Oh, I'm so sorry. The, the, the thing that Mavs do, they underestimate these quote-unquote simple teams, you know, like Sacramento or Houston mm-hmm. or OKC, and then they just lose in a – I don't know, even spectacular way. There's um, no energy. They they really play down to their opponent. It's 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 what Christian talked about at the beginning. And I, this is where they're missing a veteran to come in and say, "Get your shit together." It's not this. Would this is the argument for JJ? Yeah, I mean, the closest thing we have right now is uh, Reddick, who who I who I think I, I read on Twitter and I agree that he should get Josh Richardson starting minutes. Just something. Um, I mean, I want to see Luca playing more with Reddick, anyways, because I don't like Brunson is and 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 Hardaway have tunnel vision, and Reddick runs so hard off screens, and you know it's like Brunson might throw it into the fifth row. Who knows yeah. what will happen there? 
I'm just I'm just seriously so pessimistic about this because I think at the end of the day Memphis is going to take up that sixth spot because you know Ooh. with with the recent losses um, the the Blazers are practically giving us the sixth seed on on, on a silver platter. They are. They are. There's. I don't know. I still have faith because I believe in the. I I tend to believe in in the kind of the math winning out with the fact that they have the easiest schedule. But you know, when you keep playing down your opponent, how much does it matter, right? Yeah. I mean, if they lose against it, I hope they don't lose against Detroit. Detroit because that would be horrific. Oh, that'd be that very would... bad. Uh, off of two days rest for sure. For yeah. sure. I, I just can't wait to, to hear my uh, teammate talk shit about the Mavs uh, <sighs> next basketball practice because he's a Lakers fan. <sighs> An overseas Laker fan. That should be illegal. <laughs> well, I, I mean, appreciate was... you coming on, my man. Okay, thank you. Yep. All right, coming up next, we're going to have... Who do I got here? Jeremy, thanks for waiting. Jeremy, what's up? Long time listener, first time caller. Just um, just here trying to think, you know, Carlisle was all about changing the lineups like crazy last year and and everything. So this year he hasn't done that. And I was thinking – He really hasn't. I know. It's, that's what – it's just so crazy. And just having Reddick and TJ, THJ there starting, just if we could – we. Like the stats, the crazy stat: if we win the first quarter, we win the game. So why don't we just go all in and go try to shoot out, shoot everyone like we used to? So, like, I just, I just can't understand it. And, um, and they just continue. They continually play like a team who's in a different position than reality. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I got just one more question. That's it, and I'll hang up. Um, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming up. All righty. All right, bye. bye. All right, coming up next, Henry, who, I don't know, it was like halftime, and he was like, locker room is going to be lit, and he was correct. Henry, what's up? <laughs> uh, can you hear me, Kurt? I can. I, I got to say, um, this is a moment of personal growth for me because this is normally not the Mavs loss that I would be on a locker room at. Um, so, yay for me. No, nobody loves after the game. It's great. Our, 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 <laughs> exactly. And, our, yeah, our admittedly, metrics... I, was, I was that guy that would not listen after losses. Admittedly, I, I was that guy. So Right. Um, you know, I think we got we have to be dead inside when it comes to this team going forward because, I mean, like you said, we have guys that are – four, five, six guys that are really seven, eight, nine guys in, you know, until we just simply add more talent to this team, you know, these are the results that we're going to get. So, you know, like I said, I've resigned our fate to the playing tournament. You know, don't let this team hurt you anymore, guys. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love that. It's, a, it's true, though. It's, it's like I, I'm trying to do, you know, we're 22 minutes into the locker room. I don't know if anybody at the Mads are going to listen to this, but – the other day, I got tagged by a uh, Slovenian fan who was listening to the numbers, or like the the Mavs numbers podcast, the one with Bobby Corral and Skin. And like, I got it. It probably wasn't about me. Who cares if it was? But I got like, no. I know pers- what you're referring to. They were talking I got about, like you know, personally, the blockers but and, 
yeah. I got really butthurt about that because I, I feel like an insane person because it occurred to me that I've covered 142 straight games without missing one. So, so but, but Bobby's notion where he's just like, you got to not get so high, you got to not get so low. Now, granted, Bobby and I like talk every day, so he's actually said this to me. But hearing that, I'm trying to process it. I'm trying to get through it because he's probably right. And, you know, as much as I didn't love Skin's comments, I also have to admit there is a, a – there, it, it's like getting pissy all the time is probably not healthy, and I'm gonna save that for a different game to overreact to. Like this one was just frustrating, you know. Yeah, don't let this team hurt you anymore. Um, and lastly, <laughs> um, <laughs> I took your advice and listened to the first half or so of uh, the Hoop Collective on Brian. Woo, that was fun. That's probably the yeah, that was probably the best 20 minutes I've spent this week. So thank you for that suggestion. Yeah, everybody go and find that one because you know if if you've ever gotten it was like a it was like a bad internet argument come to audio. <laughs> it was really frustrating. It was really oh amazing. my goodness, yeah. He Windhorse was getting cooked, and I loved every minute of it. All right, thanks, Kurt. Sure thing, buddy. All right, coming up next, we're gonna keep making it through as many people as we can in like the next 15 or so minutes. Mark, you've been waiting patiently. Mark, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Kirk? Oh, it's uh, just another Sunday of uh, mild. Yeah, I, I get you, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I tried to take this year um, very, uh, you know, positively. I, I tried to look at things. I looked at all the Mavs media. It's just like, okay, I'll give all these moves a chance. And it just, it just feel like we shot ourselves in the foot again. I tried to be positive, but I just, at this point, I don't know what else to say. Like all my 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 fears and doubts have come to fruition. Just uh, everything is not going as it needs to be. And yeah, I know everybody loves Rick, but like there's just so many things I see within within this offense that just there's no movement. I just it's just so much stagnation. And you talk about the pace. The pace is so slow. Like I I don't know what they can do to to make this to make this any better. Because I just I just see so much standing around, and it's like we we don't know what we're doing. Well, and then the movement that they do have feels so purposeless. Um, exactly. There was the the one high screen KP ran in the fourth quarter. Luca did not use it; like like jaunted past it. And then of course he dove to the rim and got fouled, but he didn't finish. But it's just like the purpose of that movement didn't exist. There was no switch. There was nothing going on. It's like. So much of, you know, Luca went Nova, which was awesome, but the fact that he had to get to that position was largely a result of the offense being bleh and the defense being horrendous. So it's... Mm-hmm. I- yeah, I mean, it, this is my deal. Like, Donnie, I don't know how much longer y'all can have any faith in Donnie at this point. And the, the, the full fact, the whole mindset of relying on Luca drawing high-quality free agents, I, I don't know where you go from that, considering how this team is playing. If this team was playing any better, then maybe I'd see it. But I just I don't see how this is going to be the case. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I, I really hope I'm wrong. Sure, sure. And, and I'm there with you because I have to kind of – so I talk so much, and somebody a couple of weeks ago told me, he's like, you know, you end up being one of the loudest fan voices out there, so you kind of got to watch what, what you say. In the sense of if I'm constantly nagging and and complaining, even if I'm right, it loses its potency. It loses – people start to tune you out. 
And so I'm really trying to kind of take that advice to heart. And I'm going to go like, I already have some, some free agency plans in mind with both this and our content to where at that point I will go scorched earth. This is the result of what needs to happen. If it doesn't, then, you know, there needs to be some major changes even before the season starts with the Mavericks. But until then, I'm going to kind of keep my mouth. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, this, at this point, like, there has to be some sort of culture shock that has to be stuck within it, even if it's, like, with a, another, like, assistant coach, almost like Silas brought in to kind of, like, shake things up and kind of light a fire under people's asses or just maybe, again, change in, like, GM because this is – where are we going at this point? Sure, sure. But with, you know, wins fix everything. The Mavs could go on a five-game win streak and we'd feel great. I'm not sure if it actually fixes anything, but until the playoffs are over with, I think the best course is to be frustrated in small doses, wake up tomorrow, and then go on with our day, you know? Yeah. At this point, I just I just got to take things a game at a time. Like, that's, yep. that's just how I've been trying to go about this. It sucks. It hurts. But I just got to I just got to let it be at this point. Sure. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, but anyhow, like, Kirk. Um, last time I actually, uh, kind of, um, talked about you on, on my previous podcast. Cause you know, you were talking about some stuff and I kind of found out about your Mavs Moneyball stuff. And I just want to say thank you for, uh, for letting me talk about your stuff on there. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm sorry. Plug your podcast while you're here. This is a community. I want to hear, uh, hear. Okay. Thank you, Kirk. What was your podcast, Mark? Tell us. Oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, El Chico Sportscast. All right, wait. Well, if, you, if you're still here, go plug it in the comments here, all right? I appreciate that. All right, no problem. Right, have Thank a good day. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Bye. You as well. All right, coming up next, Angel, who is a Kings fan. We're going to be nice to him, and he's been waiting patiently and saying nice things in the chat. Angel, please don't troll me like the last team, uh, last uh, fan I brought up from the other team who had a vulgar comment. It was outstandingly funny, but I had to edit it out. So let's Thank you, Kurt. Thanks for having me. Um, let me just say this. When you lose to a sad organization like the Kings, something has to change. We were we had a nine-game losing streak, and you guys lost to us. Come on, guys. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I mean, you've heard 30 minutes of this and have been talking with the people in the chat. You know I feel the same way, but I, I've kind of had a loss. In the- like, I know, I know we're tanking, but come on. The Mavs should have won this game easily. Yeah, I was, and I was happy that Luka was taking a personal in the fourth. He should have taken it the entire game. I don't know why he just decided to wake up in the fourth. Yeah, he has that. He has that problem. Um, yeah, Mark told I, me I also before. think they really made a concerted. They they've made a concerted effort for about three weeks now to make KP feel special in the first quarter, and when he scores, it works, and when he doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, and then that. And when so. casuals see the box score and check Luca, like, oh, he dropped thirty-seven for just for an L, like, no. He oh, had a bad game. What will happen until, until is the like, he's not getting his teammates involved. They'll look at the assist numbers and say, ah, it's like, well, oh, really, no, no, he no. was terrible all game. Yeah. So, well, Angel, I appreciate that. Do you got anything else before we head out? Yes, I do. Um, I'm still opt- optimistic with Bagley. Ooh, I, I like still, it. I still ride and die with that man, even though we passed on I've, the great Luca. I like Bagley. He's He just need. I, I don't like y'all's coach. Um, oh, no, the, no, no. The, the players the Kings have are fun. Like, there's just a bunch of fun dudes, and I think that, that a different coach might, might. 
Yeah. And also, can I, can I plug in something right here sure. on the chat? Yeah, so my cousin has his own clothing line. I really recommend if you guys check it out. I love it. It's called Volume 95, lo- located in Inglewood, California. Hopefully you guys check that out, and thanks, Kurt, for having me. Sure thing, Angel. Have a good night. All right, coming up next, we have Brian Zillum, friend of the show. What's um, happening, Brian? Oh, Kirk. Uh, I'm going to just mask my uh, pain with humor, if I could. I've been I, I've been kind of stewing on this hype of, like this story for I guess like the first quarter that went since I knew the Mavs were going to lose. This team does not have there's no feistiness to this team at all because usually when you get your heads kicked in there's usually that after effect where it's like oh well we should really kick this team's ass the next game and there's not with this team and it's very sad and depressing. Sure. Carlisle's had some bad. Carlisle's had some bad teams in the past. We've all seen the, the teams with the Caymans and the Elton Brands and the OJ Males and the Derek Fishers, the Mike James. I could go on and on. But the thing about those teams, they were bad. But you know what? They would try. They would just yes. be. And then you could like nut. You could like nut, like rub their head together. Like, hey, little buddy, thanks for trying. Do you but know I wanted to are- throw Wes Matthews into space. That yes. man played his ass off. I will never call him, like, just kind of loafy. And there's just aspects of that with this team where it's like, how do you let guys get to the rim this, this cleanly? It's it's There's a pride point that's taken, and there's just something missing with this team. Um, Nick of the Locked on Mavs podcast, like, like, he referred to them as a young team. And I think really what, because they're not young by age, but where they are young is maturity levels. Um, Luca's technical was preposterous and stupid. Uh, KP's just, you know, I, I thank goodness no one shared. Like, I, I'm glad, I don't know, maybe he's not available for post game, but thank goodness we're not going to get anything where we, I can freak out about him smiling into the camera devilishly or anything like that. There's just not a lot of, of, it's just, there's not that guy. Like this is the time of the year where you have a, have a heart to heart in the locker room. And I don't think there's a guy on the team to be able to do that or this year, you know, where it's like, oh, they had a players only meeting, but no, I, I well, and looking at this team from afar, it almost seems like they believe in their own hype, which is just like, dude, you, you like, it, let's look at the Lakers. The Lakers are down both of their superstars, and they just beat the best team in the NBA. So don't tell me there's, you know, hey, we're just not very good, or, you know, hey, everybody's dealing with COVID. Like, everybody's dealing with shit this year, right? I, I completely understand that. I sympathize for that, Dorian. Josh, Maxie, they've been very vocal about that. But you know what? Be feisty. Like, mix in some shit. You know what I mean? Because, like, I tell you what, if I could just tell a story real quick. Yeah. There was a – I think we all played some type of high school or middle school athletics. And you'd have that game where you beat that team you shouldn't beat, right? And then you're like, oh, you're all into yourselves, right? So we beat uh, – in my junior year in high school football, we beat South Lake Carroll. South Lake Carroll ah. is traditionally good at everything. I see where you're going but the with next this. game – we lost to some we lost to Irving MacArthur thirty five to nothing. Mind you, that was their first win all season. So I'll tell you what, that next practice when uh the other <laughs> our A team, they were lifting weights and having an easy Friday. We ran seventy five thirty yard sprints in shells. I'll tell you what, I never had chocolate milk ever again after that day. I tell you what. But you know what? We didn't lose a game the rest of that season. So yeah. that's what I just that's what I'm really frustrated is like, do you think that this might be too big of a question? 
I feel like Carlisle is yelling. Is it just like they don't care, or is somebody coming up to the team as a whole and rubbing their heads together? It's like, oh, it's okay, little buddy. Like, we'll come back the next game. We're really good. We have Luka. We have KP. But in reality, you're not that good. You need, yeah. your, you need to strap your boots on every game. And like that Kings fan just came on. Like, we were, like, horrible. Why did you lose? Yeah, they had one in April. It's April 18th. Um, there, it's, it's very, it's very frustrating to me. I do want to note, um, that somebody pointed out earlier something I think is very important. The Mavs don't have any practice time. They have two days off now. Maybe they'll get some practice and maybe they'll look better. I do think that's an aspect of how cruddy they look. But also when you play 70, 70, you know, after the all-star break, they're going to play 38 games in 68 days. It's very, like, there's just a grind that's set in across the board. I know it has, like, at our website where I basically, we have, like, 20 people on staff, but you guys didn't know that, and it's because I have to, and I'm, like, begging people to care. And it's not because we're not all watching. It's just there's sort of a bit of a malaise. Even when the Mavericks are winning, it's like, ugh. So, I don't know. I appreciate you as always, Brian. Always, buddy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to let somebody skip the line because uh, Mariella asked to come up. And uh, I would like to to get the first uh, lady on uh, Mavs uh, Moneyball Live here. How you doing? Well, she gonna. There we go. I can hear you. Do you want to talk? That's okay if she doesn't. Wait, I'm here. All right, maybe she. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so um, to be honest, I didn't watch the game until the start of the fourth because I was kind of busy. But I mean. It it looked like we were well, we were down ten actually to start the fourth, and the I mean Mavs Twitter was just furious and, and yeah, and it looked like we we could have won, but I mean there was just it just looks like they're tired and they I mean it's just furious because they were off two days and like uh, I don't know it's just annoying really yeah yeah and and that's really where this is is kind of getting to in that I don't know how they pull themselves out of the out of the muck it, it just feels like they well they're either gonna have to play a team that, that they can beat like the Pistons and they need to like beat the pants off the Pistons yeah because winning does fix a lot but I mean if you go look at their schedule they were I feel like they're one game away I, I was looking at this the other day Sorry, to, this is really excellent audio. So, had they not beat the Grizzlies, this would be their fifth straight loss. Wow. <laughs> like it's pretty rough. Yeah, that's no. And I really thought they were going to beat the Kings. They were like, they were like, this was their ninth loss, I think. And I don't know. And I was like, oh well, it's going to be the tenth. Like we got this, and it, we just it was. We were down twenty one. Someone said at one point, and I was mm-hmm. like, what? This is just bad. It's um, very frustrating. And then I'm sorry, I can hear my nephew crying. Um, and then the the Luca Tech, I I love Luca, like I love him. But seriously, like he gets super frustrated at some point, and he he doesn't control himself, and like you just know it's coming. Like, and, and you called him pink face, and I hated it when someone called him that on Twitter. But you know what? It's true. It's true. Like. <laughs> He gets so pissed off, and then he just lets his emotions go, and then you know that text coming. Like, he was furious at a call on Powell, and Powell calmed him down, and Powell wasn't even mad. Right. Like, and it's annoying because they have to go – they go to him because they know he's the one that's, you know, going to, like – I don't know. He's He just gets pissed off too fast, and it's because he likes winning, which is which is obviously – we want him to win, but right. it was – it was annoying loss. So. Well, thank you for coming up. I appreciate it. 
Of course. All right, this is fun. Good. I'm glad. It is fun. I don't have any, like, it's like people forget this. And I've been, you know, c- certain people on Mavs Moneyball, the, like our Slack channel, like, oh, I just don't listen to these locker room ones. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have anybody to talk basketball <laughs> with. I don't have anyone to talk about basketball with. And it's like, this is Yeah, nice. my, friends, my friends in real life do not like the Mavericks. So I just, like, go to Twitter and I'm like, okay, well. And then people are pissed off and I'm like, well, this kind of sucks. But I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, please come back at some point. All right. all right, thanks. Okay, coming up next, we got Ryan. Ryan, thanks for waiting. Whew. Man, normally I just um, I just wait for the podcast in the morning, but down 21 to a team that should have lost 10 in a row, I uh, couldn't help myself. Well, it, it, it's uh, it this talking, you know, I – I call it group therapy for a reason because really talking about this, I go to bed sooner. There, there. I, I, I also spend less time arguing on Twitter because I love social media. I spend a ton of time on there, but it can get high key toxic after a game, even if everybody's right. It just probably isn't good for my health. But like something about verbalizing this is is results in me being calmer. I'm like, okay, this is fine. I can go to bed now. Yeah the uh, the thing I really get stuck on is. I, I can't really come up with an excuse because when I go down the the standings every year as I look at the role players uh-huh. past the stars, and when you look at our team, it's like clearly the worst, even if you go to the lottery teams. So you you can't really blame Carlisle. I mean, Carlisle made Dewan Blair a thing at one point. <laughs> I mean, You're right. It makes me want to when we when we had beaten the Spurs in the or almost beat the Spurs in the playoffs, he had like 15 rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, like he, he makes he's, he, been, he's making he's made a chicken salad out of chicken chip for for eight or nine years, and this is in theory one of the more talented teams he's had, and they're just not. Yeah, and you know the. The people who try to uh, act like Porzingis needs to be more involved. I mean, Luca just had 22 points in a quarter. Like, I get it, but at the same time, it's like there's times where it's like, get the hell out the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they got some work to do this offseason. It, it, if you go back and if we're taking like a 50,000-foot view, the, the rotation that we have right now, the only difference in it is really that uh, Jalen Brunson is playing instead of, uh, of, of our guy from Michigan. Why is his name slipping my mind right now? Um, uh, Burke. And it's the Ooh. same team. They, they went out and got all these guys in the offseason. They drafted dudes. None of them are playing. You know, Redick might steal some minutes here and there. I really need more Redick minutes with Luca. I said that earlier, but, yeah. but otherwise it's largely the same team. And it's, it's, uh, it's some front office arrogance that, that they thought. Yeah, it's, I hate Luca because he's he's so good that everyone's expectations are so high, even more than like when LeBron came into the league. Well, you want to hear something crazy? So this just got sent to me in our Mavs and Moneyball Slack. How who do you think has more blocks this season, Luca or Maxi Kleba? I'll tell the answer may surprise you, and it's Luka Doncic with thirty four, and Maxi has thirty one. That's not great, Bob. <laughs> Sorry, um, it's just, it's kind of indicative of of what's happening here. But uh, 
Yeah, I want to get a few more people on up here, Ryan. You got anything else before we go? Uh, no, I think that's it. Thanks. Sure thing for coming up, and your profile photo is awesome. All right, you have a good night. Thanks. All right, coming up next, we've got a few more people to get through. Let's fire away. Caleb, what's up? Thanks for waiting. Yeah, um, I really just wanted to get your thoughts with people talking about trading Richardson for Curry, which obviously does seem like a mistake. But the thing that stood out to me with this game was um, trading for Barnes or trading Barnes away for cap space seems like a gigantic mistake in hindsight. So the not using the cap space and, and signing the guy. So, so if we go back to 2019, they essentially, just to make this as brief as possible, they had the ability to sign a bunch of dudes. So Maxi, Dorian, and KP on bird rights. That was right. why. Like, and so they had what, what is, is, is now I would consider like an artificial cap space bubble to go out and grab extra people and then sign those guys and go over the cap. They didn't do it because Cuban is cheap. Don't let anyone <laughs> tell you different. Which is he why is I'm confused. Cheap. Yeah, He is cheap and has been cheap for over a decade. <laughs> and no one calls him on it. And then Josh <laughs> Bo and I are the assholes. Facts exist. This is the first year. Maybe they did last year. I don't remember. This is the first year they've been over the cap in a while. So, you know, as, as we watch Barnes go away and do some things, really DeLon Wright, who scored more points than half the Mavs bench, and really starters if, if you're looking into it, Barnes has really changed his game for the third time in his career, mm-hmm. and he should be proud. And the Mavericks are are he'd be good on the Mavericks if he was this guy. Unfortunately, sure. he wasn't this guy. Like the Mavs had to get rid of him and West because Carlisle kept calling isolations for those two. That's what I was going to say. I wish they would have just sat him down and tried to get him to see like a different vision with his role. I feel like if he was playing this role on the Mavericks, like you said, he'd be good. Like, if he were the sixth man off the bench, or if he was the guy that was, like, instant offense the way Hardaway is, like, some yeah, of the things he exactly. did was awesome. Yeah. Really good for him. <sighs> that's about all I had to say. I'm just getting ready to be swept by Utah. Though. Oh, man, that's brutal. Well, thanks for coming <laughs> up, Caleb. Thank you. All right. Firing away next, Matt Phillips, who said he didn't have connection, but somehow always finds a way. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's really boring to not talk. The, the uh, and my connection's gotten a little bit better. So uh, one thing, if you want a positive spin on this, um, I don't know how many of y'all are baseball fans, but back in the late 90s and early 2000s, there was a Buck Walter thing where the year after you fired Buck Walter, you magically got much better and or went to the World Series. He managed the Yankees, and the year after they, they left, or the year after he left, they won three out of the next four World Series. He managed Arizona. The year after he left, they went to two World Series and won the immediate one. So I'm hoping that Josh Richardson is the basketball version of Buck Walter because he left the Heat. Uh, you got best shape of his life. Bam Adebayo had the best season of his career, everything immediately. They made it to the, to the NBA Finals. Uh, he left the Sixers. You have best shape of his life in Bead. Uh, very good chance they make it to the finals. So hopefully next year, after he is off of this team, then you will have best shape of his life, Luca, and we will make it to the finals. It's a really good take. Love this take. I don't know if it means anything, and I don't know if the Mavericks can get away with him now because now he's got enough tape. But his contract is medium-sized. He opts in for $12 million. There's plenty yeah. of teams who are like, you know what? We can play. Like paying a rotation guy $12 million is fine. So there's something there. Yeah. I mean, people people took uh, people took Delon right. I mean, like someone took Delon right. Someone someone will find out. Someone will take him. The sure, worst sure. Worst. I mean, there will always be someone who takes him. 
the other one right is that yeah it's the same basic player archetype though but that's neither here nor there the other thing is kp obviously cares a ton about personal accolades and the problem is that's completely fine but he he is trying to win the wrong award he sees himself as a 1a option as right there with luca as a future mvp that type of talent what he needs to see himself is is a potential defensive player of the year award not that he is anywhere near that level. I'm not saying that. But that is what his goal needs to be if he's going to try to win an award. It needs to be, I'm going to go into the season, and my goal is going to be to win Defensive Player of the Year award. Because physically, he is a more gifted defender than Rudy Gobert. I know that's going to sound weird. He's nowhere near the defender that Gobert is right now. But he is every bit as long. He is more athletic vertically. He is actually, I think, more athletic uh, side to side. Like He moves horizontally very well when he wants to. But that is where he has to go and, like, he doesn't do it when he's not getting the ball. The problem is he's the old-school post player who is, like, the dog won't guard the yard if he's not getting the ball. Yep, and and, and he, he grew up with, with Carmelo Anthony. He liked – Carmelo Anthony was one of his favorite players when he was younger. And then he came into the league with Carmelo. And he thinks this is how – like, to, to use a terrible dog analogy, he thinks this is how alphas should play. And it, he's just wrong. Like, I don't know what planet he exists on, but whenever he's the 1A guy, teams aren't good. We have data. Yeah, and it's not – it's just – like I said, he he can be good. It's just he needs to focus on he, – he needs to reorient himself to as to what he actually is. And it's not like the scoring superstar. That's just not what he is. I mean, he he's just not. He can't create off the dribble. He, he can't create his own offense. And to be fair to him in that there was, like, and y'all have brought it up, we do a terrible job of getting him the ball high. Like, yeah. he, like we yes. throw so many bounce passes to him at the rim that I just don't understand. There was one particular in this game where Dorian Finney-Smith drove. I think it was Harrison Barnes was there. KP's point blank at the rim. And Dorian tried, like, a weird backhand bounce pass to him. And KP lost the ball because he has bad hands. But that's just got to be a lob. I understand Brun- if you're in a pickup game. Brun- it was Brunson from the right wing. Yeah. Brunson yeah, drove. Absolutely. It was terrible. And and people, you know, we're 35 minutes into this bad boy. Brunson can't pass. Don't care how many assists he has. That man, unless he's dropping it in your lap, his vision is bad. Well, yeah. And I mean, that, like I said, in a, in a pickup game, I understand, hey, we're going to throw a sure. fast because guys can't throw. But in the NBA, you have to be able to throw a lot, especially if you're a friggin' point guard. If yep. your seven three guy has a has a six seven wing between him and, and that's it, and he's at the front of the and that's part of the problem too is like I said, everybody's like, hey, KP doesn't roll enough. KP doesn't roll. Rolling takes a lot of energy, yes. and and when he rolls, if it's not with Luca, he doesn't get rewarded because we don't have people who can get him the ball in that scenario, and so that's one of the things where it's it's much easier to just be like, mm, I'll just I'll just slide back to the. I'll just slide back to the three-point line and be open. And, I mean, that's pretty much the only thing I have. I know you got a lot of people to talk, and we're pretty late into this, but that's pretty much my two things is just, like I said, we have – hopefully we will benefit from the Josh Richardson leaving next year, and we need KP to reorient what his goals are to more accurately reflect, reflect the player he actually is rather than what he views himself as. Sure thing. I, I agree with you. All right, so – um, coming up next, I first need to dunk on friend of the program, Brian Zillman in the chat. DeMar DeRozan would look pretty good on this team right now. Brian, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. There's a reason that every team DeMar DeRozan goes to is worse than they ought to be. 
Just going to leave that out there. All right, coming up next is Sam. What's happening? Thanks for hanging out late with us. Are you there? There we go. We can hear you. You can hear me? Uh, what's up, Kurt? Oh, you know, hanging out late. I'm I'm the kind of guy who says we're going to keep this brief, and now it's been... I, I have a question sure. for you. Um, what do you think about the, the only offense in the fourth quarter being Lucas shooting a bunch of step backs and them... He scored 22 out of 37 points in the fourth quarter. Hated it. Bad process, good results. I'm glad that they went in, but (laughs) it was terrible. Um, I I really don't understand why KP wasn't involved more. I mean, I think I do, but it it was very – He had more Arkless on him. I mean, he could have done something. Yeah, he just went and stood in the corner, and that's, you know, either that's Rick and Luca calling plays. I don't get it. It was bad process. Um, I'm glad the shots went down, but – it doesn't. It doesn't take away from the fact that they needed to do some different things, um, and they didn't. I. I, I just. I. I mean, Luca is a star player, but he can't be just shooting all these like step back threes. I mean, he can make those, but he, recently he's been shooting horrible from the three point sure. line. I mean, I, I. I don't know. At one point he was nine of eleven, and then I think he missed his next three. So it's like he was the reason why it got back to being close. But he was – that's not – it's kind of a catch-22 because what you're – what we're really asking is why were the Mavericks bad enough to be in that position? <laughs> it's kind of the thing. You know, I, I don't get it. Like, we, we should have not been down 17 and a half to the freaking Kings. Yes, yes. Like that – that's the kind of start and end of it all. Um, and it, 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 it's just bad process and, and, and good results. It, it, it's the only – it, it was I, – I wasn't watching the first half because I was playing basketball, but then I, I came in the second – I started watching the second half. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It was bad. They, they were late. They were not energized, and everybody just – the Kings just marched at the rim, and, and, was, and it did I, – I got another thing for you. What do you think about Luke having 14 technicals in the season? I mean – so, Two more, and he's gonna get one more this season. Then, if he gets oh, yeah. one more in a playoff game, then well, but yeah. so things re, like they, they reset for the playoffs, so I'm less oh. worried about that. But I, I do wonder if he's gonna get one. Like he needs to get one like right before they they have a scheduled rest for him. But <laughs> the, the the question about this is still valid. I mean, he's getting more free throws as of late. But there was at one point in the season where he was he was uh, it was a 19 game stretch because I did the math on this where he averaged four and a half or like four and a half free throws and. He is ridiculous in his complaining sometimes. But I also don't understand, like, like Fox got that incredible one over Dwight Powell where he need Powell in the chest. And that was a foul on Powell. Luka gets – Luka's uh, yeah, yeah, midsection. Oh, I, that was like, in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, that was yes. ridiculous. Luka just gets body chopped. And because he's, you know, like, because he, he's built like Ron, Rob Gronkowski – he just doesn't get some of the body calls that I think that, that other players do. I mean, he gets Trey, hand-checked all the time too. Trey Young gets like less, no, he gets less drives, but he gets more free throw attempts. That yes. doesn't make, yes. That makes it, no it's sense very problematic me. and something that we've, uh, what I think happens is that the first game in the playoffs happens, no matter when they play and Carl loses his mind, gets fa- like, you know, Luke will get like five free throws or something. And Luca or and Carl will go nuts the way um, the Lakers coach did with LeBron last year, and then all of a sudden he's going to get called fair. <laughs> I, but the, one thing I like about with Luca complaining about the calls, I mean, like 
I know it's a bad thing to get technicals, but at least he's showing competitiveness that he cares about the game. Well, and a lot of the stuff he's arguing now is for his teammates. It's yeah, it's valid. He's 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 fighting for his own team, you know. And then I was getting pissed when Jeff Van Gundy was talking about on Monday when they played Philly. Like, what the hell is he supposed to do with the people around him? I mean, like, Jeff Van Gundy was uh, so frustrating. He kept saying Luka needs to be like, he needs to stop putting his head down after. All these missed shots. I mean, he, he's carrying yeah, the whole team on his back. I get both sides of the argument, but then I saw Stan Van Gundy absolutely throw Lonzo under the bus today. Oh, yeah. He, he missed said that the was comp- high school basketball. Ooh, like, <laughs> if anybody wonders why Luca, or I'm sorry, why Rick Carlisle takes it on the chin for his players, there's a reason. It's so you don't do something like that. Even if he was right, it does not matter. You don't say that. That's how you lose a locker room. Yeah, and, yeah. And the coach can – that's horrible. I mean, that's probably why Lonzo's is going to leave this offseason. I mean, shit. Yeah. Zion Williamson, too, who, who basically got up and said, I'd rather be playing for the Knicks. So there's some wildness <laughs> there. Um, thanks for hanging out, man. Uh, you got anything else? No, nah, I'm good, man. Thanks. No problem. No problem. All right, we got a couple more people we're going to move. James, you've been waiting forever. James, what's up? James, I know we're going to get to Xavier chat room. He's coming up next. All right, uh, James, if you want to come back, you can try here in a bit. Um, Xavier, you've been waiting forever. I know you, you got kicked in and out, it looked like, a few times, but thanks for hanging out. Nah, no problem. Look, I think it's a dog day as a Mavs fan when we're clamoring for Harrison Barnes, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how quickly we forget how terrible he was. Trying to run a bunch of ISO plays, like guys, let's let's just simmer down. Trading Harrison Barnes for cap, for salary cap space was absolutely the right move, and you do that a hundred times out of a hundred. Because the alternative would have been us giving him a contract extension. And trust me, Harrison Barnes was a make us a championship team, and him being on a four year, hundred million dollar contract would not have made anyone in this chat happy. So let's slow that down. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I agree. Rick Carlisle, look, there's things that we can nitpick on. But ultimately, what it boils down to is Donnie. And look, it just look, Luca covers up a lot of the stench, right? We're, we're a team with a bunch of one way players. We're a flawed team. And Luca's exhausted, man. We're asking him to have one of the highest usage rates in the league for going on 50 something games. And yeah, sometimes at the end of the game, he's going to settle for the step back three. It's not what we want, but the man's probably exhausted, yeah. you know? And would I like to run more? Absolutely. But who who do we have that can run with him? That's just not the roster that we have. And then, honestly, I would love if Luca doesn't touch the ball for two, three possessions, chances are we maybe we score a basket. And the fact is we just need another playmaker. So all the John Collins talk, I think that's that's fool's gold. He's just another version of KP where he's gonna depend on somebody like Luca to create offense for him. We need somebody who at the end of the day, if they get the ball with eight seconds left on the shot clock, can go and create a quality shot. And right now, Rick Carlisle could run the most imaginative offense on earth, but no one is scared of a Tim Hardaway, Max Kleber pick and roll or some weak side action with Dorian Finney-Smith coming off a pin down like <laughs> And it's it's Luca. So Luca has to create for everyone, and that's just who we are, and it's, there's going to be some low lows. And we're just hoping for him to create some magical moments in the playoffs, and hopefully we can kind of restructure the team offseason. But please, the Harrison Barnes talk—we got to slow down on that because well, it's, it's like this after every game where you you know there it was the same thing with Julius Randle 
where people who are are ah, the Mavs should assign him. Like Julius Randle's playing thirty seven minutes a game and has a thirty percent usage rate. I am impressed with how he's changed his game. That wouldn't have happened in Dallas. We have to settle with this stuff. It building a team is hard. Finding the linchpin in Luka Doncic is the hard part. They've done the hard part. They have to figure out the other stuff. And this is why I've lost my shit for two straight off seasons where I get DMs from Mavs people across the board. Ah, Kirk, you got to stop being this way. Basketball is not a complex sport. We make it harder than it is. But when you continue to put people in these, in these positions where they're not, you know, I feel bad for Richardson to an extent because he's taking the, the blunt end of stuff when, you know, man, he's just not good enough to be this guy. And, and they just have some, some, some things they got to figure out. They're going to do something to where we will feel better about them. This is, is the dark days, like you mentioned. And Kirk, I don't know where they look, go, though. Look, but here's the thing. And we got to remember, look, we're only here because Luca made literally a historically unprecedented leap. No one goes from how, who he was as a rookie to a borderline MVP candidate from year one to year two. No one does that. And so right now, as fans, we think we should be somewhere where theoretically we should not be where we are right now. We're trying to get from point A to point Z too quickly. And what that does is that if this team gave up a bunch of assets for a player that's going to help us marginally but not really take us into contender status, then that's how you end up. You know, a perennial six seed. Do you want to end up like the Magic or like somebody who, or like the Blazers? They gave up two first for Covington. And did Covington make them a championship contender? No. So I think fans, they just want to shuffle chairs because it's exciting and you want to make transactions. But look, there was no theoret- there was no player out there that was going to elevate us into a contender, at least not this year, at least not last offseason with any of the assets that we have. So we can shit on Donnie all we want. But at the end of the day, there's no, now look, maybe Christian Wood. I like Christian Wood. I think him getting that contract was a bargain. If we would have signed Christian Wood with the mid-level, okay. that Theoretically, I think that's the best possible deal that was out there. But even if you put Christian Wood on this team, do you feel confident that we can beat the Lakers? Probably not. So I just think, look, we're going to have to luck into a second co-star next to Luka because KP is not. He can't be depended on. So it's just going to take – a little bit of luck, man. And, we're, you know, we're impatient because we have Luca in his prime. He's 21. <laughs> but here, here's the part where I get really frustrated. The Mavericks sell the fan base a bill of goods, and people buy it every fucking time. And I get so frustrated because if I try to approach it as a pragmatist with a, a very popular Mavs website, and somehow growing popular podcast. Don't really understand why people listen to, to me, but I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take it. But it's just like this sort of, of notion of they're always correct when they had to trade to get Luca. They couldn't even tank right to get down into the to the seed. And it's like they they've used these two years and you know what? I will say that they've tried stuff and I at least appreciate that they've tried stuff. But there's not I'm tired of being told that what they did is the right stuff. Does that make sense? Look, at for, look, take a look at Boston, right? If four years ago everybody was praising Danny Ainge as like, oh, my God, he's the greatest GM of all time. And look, he made amazing trades. But sometimes, you know, Kyrie decides he wants to leave. 
And then now all your plans are, you know, they go up in flames. And that's just the way it is. I still, you know, I still get frustrated at people that try to litigate whether the Knicks or whether the Mavs won the KP trade. Sure. And look, at, look, the Bulls just gave up two firsts for Vucevic. This year's pick is probably going to be maybe in the top 10 looking like it. And did that move the needle for them at all? No. But we've seen what KP at his peak in the bubble, what that can do for us. And KP's upside, while we can't depend on it, does take us to another level. So at the end of the day, you make that trade, right? Because look at where we were three years ago. We had after Dirk retired. We were looking at Dirk in his last year and Dennis Smith Jr. And that's it, man. And now we're here, you know, we're complaining about certain things. But look, we shouldn't be here. Based on the years of terrible drafts that we had with no young talent, you know, to compliment Dirk, we should not be where we're at. And we're fortunate to be here. But That's true. Look, you, ne- you never know what's going to happen. We Maybe we can take on a contract or trade for somebody. Look, it, it doesn't look that good. I don't see the next star on the horizon. But, hey, I didn't see Luca either. And here we are. So, you know. Yeah. I wait. appreciate you as always, X. You, you have a good it. night. Thanks, Kurt. All right. We'll see you Wednesday, I hope. All right, coming up next, Andy, who's been waiting forever. Andy, what's up? Andy, there? Okay, going to move on. Somebody else? Thanks, Andy. Uh, Maurice, who's been hanging out forever. What's up? Can you hear me? Hear you. I would much rather <laughs> watch an 80-year-old Ric Flair and an 80-year-old Hulk Hogan in a 60-minute Ironman match where they can only super kick each other than to watch the Mavs play defense at this point. It's bad defense. I just I, – I, and it goes into the uh, my issue with people who always bring up numbers and analytics. I, uh, I understand analytics play a part in the game, but I can't stand it. When the Mavs had a great defensive rating, when they were ranked high in the league, and I'm like, look, we were playing bad things. Let's – Let's just be honest. Yep. There's context in everything. Yes. Yes, stat, stats matter, but they don't tell the entire truth. And uh, X, who was just doing, had a lot of great things to say. But I have to say, and it, I see it too much on Twitter, the trying to find the optimism in everything instead of just pointing out the fact that this team has been terribly mismanaged by the front office. We can't keep hiding from that fact. Lots of cheeks. I had someone two years ago, uh, the offseason, I believe, right after we got AP, blocked me for saying that, well, I don't know, you might want to cut this out, but Donnie Nelson is not as great of a general manager as everyone's making him seem to be. I'm going to keep that because I agree. I think it's a great talent assessment, but the man – you know they've not been go- they've not been good at using the cap since the championship. They also have, have botched every free agency. Congratulations on drafting Luca, which is awesome. I'm very excited about that. But I drunkenly called for that 365 days before they did it, and I'm a moron. It's not that hard to be like draft the good guy. I could have been blind, deaf, <laughs> and never seen basketball a day in my life, and I could have drafted Luca. <laughs> you. Because there were other organizations in front of you who are also idiots. The Phoenix yep. Suns have been drafting terribly for years. I don't have to mention the reputation of the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> I don't. Right. And number three, 
was the Hawks, who have also been drafting terribly for years, who idiotically traded Luka Doncic. Yes, Trey Young is great. Trey Young is a great player. I love Trey Young, but yeah, he's not Luka. Uh, you didn't trade for Dirk. You drafted Dirk. I mean, you didn't draft Dirk. You traded for Dirk. And yeah. everything in between has been nothing. We've put legitimately out of Steve Nash two all-stars around Dirk Nowitzki. One was Josh Howard, and the other was Jason Kidd, who only made it because another guard got injured. And he was 38. <laughs> who was, he was an old man. Who was out? What's the biggest free agent signing we've ever had? I mean, I I can't remember the specifics, but I, it has to be Sean Marion as part of that wacky ass four way deal in two thousand and eight. But the, and and it was like a sign and right. trade involved. Like that was, that's got to be the closest thing. Otherwise, as Brian notes in the chat, it's like Harrison Barnes or Monta Ellis, who no one else wanted um, for reasons that eventually became clear. But it, it was it was rough. And at the time, Sean Marion probably seemed pretty washed up. Yes. To be honest, yes. after going from Phoenix to Miami to Toronto, it's just I, I like Donnie is great at scouting talent, but as an overall general manager, I just I feel like they have to move on, and I know they won't anytime soon. Uh, the same way sometimes I feel like they need to move on from Rick, and not because Rick's a bad coach. Sure, I just, just feel like just something different, like you know. Mark Jackson wasn't a bad coach. Well, once they moved on from Steve Kerr, it pushed him over the hump because he came in and changed some things. Sure. Well, the Donnie Nelson thing, I have to, I'm going to choose my words very carefully here, but I will simply say I question how interested he is in basketball at this point in his life. That's all. Like, Carlisle, you can tell, is still a competitive asshole in the best ways and the worst ways. But Donnie, right. if, if, you, if you're familiar with anybody around Dallas, you ask around the right ways. That man has a lot of interests in Dallas, is what I'll say, uh, if that makes sense. Anybody can kind of look into that and figure out what I mean pretty pretty quickly with some Google searches. So, all right. Well, you got anything you want? Uh, I'm actually going on my way home right now to record the uh, Mass Outsiders podcast with Biz, which should be loads of fun. Uh, Biz has had like two hours to get which, worked. Out. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm, I'm going to try to calm him down. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of the episode is going to be about rants. So expect that tomorrow when it drops anyway, you listen to your podcast. But uh, it's just a frustrating week. That's all. Well, you, you do need to – I tweeted this at him. I think he saw it. But I, I, we, we require a Luca wall at this point since Luca has more blocks than Massey. So that's just going to be a yeah, thing. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, a Luca wall is. Uh, we have to tear down the Maxi wall, the the the, the, word, the Wurzburg wall at this point because uh, it's not really keeping anyone out. Well, well, we appreciate you coming on, my man. Thank you, thank you for having me. All right, talk to you soon. All right, coming up next, uh, Anthony has been hanging out forever too. And Anthony, yeah, you sound good. Okay, so I think we all know that KP and Luka do not work together. They firstly feel like they have zero chemistry. So let's say if we manage to slump down to the eighth seed and get swept by Utah in the playoffs, what are the chances you think Luka demands KP gets traded this off? That Luka demands KP gets traded. Ooh. 
Is that that's what you said, yeah. right? It's a great spicy take. I don't think Luca's at the point in his career yet where he realizes or wants to use that leverage. I'd put it at like one percent. Now, to counter, what are the thoughts about whether KP requests a trade? What do you? I think there's a chance of that. He seems to want to be the number one option on a team. And he, I feel like he still feels like he might be the number one option on this team. <laughs> he, I'm not sure he's that because, you know, he can't – nobody can be that irrational. Like, he's a smart dude. I've listened to his extensive post-game comments from him. He's, he really is, a, is an interesting basketball thinker. He's just not a natural player. So he, I don't really think he thinks he's smarter or better than Luca. He just is probably like, I need to be involved more. And I get that and I appreciate it, but I don't see how. Like, the man does everything so robotically. When he has good games, he looks great. When he has bad games, he looks like one of the worst players. Yeah, I agree with you. And he has a lot of, he's really inconsistent. I feel like he's been on a slump recently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about what else you got for uh, that us. That was everything. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Last but not least, ah, we got two more people. What am I talking about? Aswin, what's up? Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, I'm okay for, uh, you know, it's, I like doing these, so yeah. I, I, I feel mm-hmm. better. But, you know. Okay. Uh-huh. So what you got for us? Uh, well, one thing I've noticed the past few games, I don't know if it's just because the whole issue with KP, but... It seems like Luca for some reason hasn't really been uh, has been taking at least their first quarters off offensively. Feels like the second half is when he decides to take over, play his game. But first half, feel like he's just trying too hard to get people involved and try to just play differently. This is interesting. I may, think I may ask um, Mavs Moneyball, man of the you know the the analysis man of the mm-hmm. year. Um, is talk to look into first quarters. Mm-hmm. I know it might take him a week or so, but I I said at the top of the podcast I think that they're they're feeding Porzingis too much um, right. to in an attempt to get him going, and I think that bogs things down. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's it also is it, and so when like Luka had nineteen assists against the Knicks, like he's feeding people, so it, it's tough to say okay, well how is he how is he going to play differently? Because like tonight he had three and and. It, it just seems like more or less the the other Mavericks need to play better. <laughs> yeah, that too. But but I feel like I think this is mostly since the Houston game that he's been his scoring at least has been very kind of low. At least in the first half, the second half, I think he just he decides to wake up, decides you know what I'll take over. But yeah, I think it's interesting since the whole KP comments. I think he's changed a bit at least in the first half. I think so too. There's something that because he's much more he rare. I had to uh, I had to walk somebody through how he rarely has a bad whole game. Mm-hmm. It's mainly he just will go through rough quarters either to his own issue or because he's trying to work people through it. He's not that impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree. Well, thanks. You got anything else for us? Uh, no. What are the chances you think KP gets traded off season? Right now, twenty five seventy five. Uh, I, I I would say it's you know kind of mm-hmm. one and four at best because I, I when they're clicking, they win most of their games. Um, mm-hmm. it, they're still quite good, so it, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I like and I like KP, but at the same time, I feel like if it's taking this much to get him involved and 
if they're still having issues, then I don't know how much it's worth in the long term to keep both of those two. Well, if he does whatever, if he does something ridiculous like he did with the Knicks, where it's like he skips a media session, or if he gets right. too cute mm-hmm. in his comments, he's going to get ejected fast. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming up, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Cato, what's up? Hey, Kirk. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for waiting so long. Um, thank you for having me. Um, so I have one question before you end the pod tonight. Sure. Um, everybody is so, um, I feel like everybody thinks that we're going to make the playoffs, but I feel like how we've been playing lately, I feel like there's like a 50, 50 chance we get knocked out in the play and in, in the play-ins. Um, what do you think our chances if we go against the Warriors, like if we go against the Warriors in the play-ins, I don't, I feel like we can easily get knocked off, especially because, Steph has been playing out of his mind lately, and the Spurs. I feel like the Spurs, same thing as um, the Demar's and the Demar DeRozan effect. Dory Finney Smith is not going to stop him. He couldn't stop him the last time we played them, yeah. and um, um, Josh Richardson. He's been awful. So, mm-hmm. how do you feel about our chances in the play-ins? Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident we're going to have to prove ourselves in the play-ins. And how we've been playing these last four to five games, I don't feel like our chances is high, especially with our continuity not clicking how we was when we was on that um, four to five game winning streak. This is a good question. So the real, it really depends on whether they start. If they were to play in the play-in, if they are the seven seed, I would feel very good. If they were the eight seed. I would feel pretty good. And here's why. So if you're the seventh seed, you play, you only have to win a game. And if you, I'm trying to think, I, I, I edited an article about this last night. My brain should be able to process with it. The fact that the play-in tournament requires an explainer is part of the problem with the play-in tournament. But if, if you play once, and I'm pretty sure you play like seven plays, eight, nine plays, 10. I'm pretty sure is how this goes. And if you win, that game, seven versus eight, then you're in the playoffs. If you lose, then you play the winner of nine versus 10, which means you get another chance. So the, I just, I, I would have a very hard time betting against Luka Doncic losing two do or die games. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. But it, I do like your trepidation has merit because again they just lost two home games to the Knicks and to the Kings so <laughs> it's like it's not to say that they can't be possible it's just that I just wonder in the single game series where there's nothing left to lose that's when Rick Carlisle stops messing around so oh you got anything else for us um no that was it but thank you for answering my question Kirk and you have a good night yeah thanks for hanging out the whole time I really appreciate it Okay, so before I get on out of here, Jack asked me earlier for kind of a state of the Mavs and things. So my real state in, uh, of, of, the, of, of the Mavs is I, I'm not worried. I am frustrated. And this season is what it is. They're going to, whether they win in the you know, play-in, whether they make the sixth seed, whether they figure something out, it doesn't change the long-term outlook, which needs to be that they have to find things that work better more consistently. This team, COVID aside, we've seen them a long look in the post-All-Star post, post uh, All-Star break, and they're just not consistent enough. 
The Mavericks are a team that is built to play a certain way in ideal circumstances, and when those ideal circumstances exist, they mow teams down. Otherwise, they slog. I mean, they, they have played under 500 basketball for a long time at home. That should not happen. They have to figure out some things, some insertion of talent to make the team, you know, more viable night tonight. Uh, I don't know how, where, how or where that comes from, but it's probably not going to be this year. We're going to be talking happier days soon because the, the schedule really is kind of interesting. They play Detroit Wednesday, then they play a back-to-back against the Lakers. Anthony Davis may come back for one of those, but Lord knows, and and – you know, it, it, that's going to be kind of an interesting, you know, bellwether to see where the Mavericks are. But then they finish the games in May where there's some some good games. They they pe- they play the Wizards, the Kings, the Heat, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Cleveland, uh, Memphis again, New Orleans, Toronto and Minnesota. Like they, there's some opportunity to gain ground here because both them and uh, the, the Blazers have lost five of their last seven. So, it's, you know, neither team really seems to want to be the 6th, 7th seed. It's just, it's very frustrating for, for the Mavericks right now. But we'll get through this. We'll be okay. You know, we talked for, oh, well over an hour tonight. Everybody hung out for a really long time. I appreciate it. Just so everybody knows, we're going to, uh, Wednesday night, just because I have something scheduled, I'm going to still do a, a locker room, but it's likely to be like a half hour after the game. So, so kind of plan on that uh, in advance if you want to hang out. Uh, I'm still figuring out how I'm going to do these. I will probably continue to do these. I'm not sure if they're going to go as a podcast or not uh, because it's, it's you know, the way content gets distributed, it, it's very interesting uh, in terms of, like, what content cannibalizes others. Um, but thank you for hanging out the whole time. This has been excellent uh, and fun. I feel better. We're going we're gonna to win. Uh, maybe not on the floor, but, you know, we're at least going to go to bed feeling better about the, the Mavericks, or if not, we've commiserated. Um, this has been Kirk Henderson with, uh, Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy, and we will talk to you guys on Wednesday night. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day. Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.